This is your Financial Empower Hour with Carl and Jason Kreiderman from Great Lakes Investment Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Carl and Jason provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is your Financial Empower Hour with Carl and Jason Kreiderman. Good morning and welcome to your Financial Empower Hour. This is Jason Kreiderman. I hope you're having a beautiful Sunday morning. I'd like to bring in my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, to talk about an, an awesome next hour of the show we're going to have for you. Tony, good morning. <laughs> well, good morning, Jason. Great to be here with you today. I'm excited about the show. Uh, it's going to be a great one. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, we've been uh, off. We ran replays the last couple of weeks. You were out of town a bit. We'll get into that. Uh, but we have a lot to talk about. A lot has happened. The midterm elections lot, happened. Know, we, the markets. Overall this year, Tony, what's happened this year and then in the last two weeks. And yeah. holy moly, we only have, what, six six or seven weeks here left before the end of the year. And I know. You're right. A lot is happening right now. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, I know uh, you took a little trip and uh, did some family stuff, got away for a little bit. Uh, you don't do that a lot. So this is, uh, I'm glad you got a chance to get away for a few days. I don't, Tony, you know, I don't, we were talking before the show there that it's, it's really unlike me to, to not be here in the office. Um, it, you know, usually at least three to five days a week, sometimes I'm in six or seven. I find myself here on the weekends once in a while or, or taking, you know, work home to work in the evenings and, and weekends. And, yeah. uh, but this is the first time in 21 years, Tony, that I was actually out of the office for 13 consecutive days, wow. uh, started on a Wednesday. Day, uh, three weeks ago, I guess, um, and I, I headed down to Missouri with a few buddies of mine for our annual uh, deer hunting trip. And, oh, yeah. uh, so I was down there for uh, 10 days. Uh, it was a great trip. Awesome time with good friends. Weather was extremely uh, warm, uh, unseasonably wow. warm, which I had ter- heard talking to the office here and my wife and family back home when I was down there. Uh, same thing here. It seemed like it was unseasonably warm here as yeah. well. So, uh, which, you know, good and bad. It's nice when you're you're on vacation to have it nice and warm, but not not for deer hunting. They, they The deer didn't like the heat too well. So. No. Um, I, I was successful. I ended up getting a, a nice buck out of the week, though, so that was great. Uh, we came home. Uh, I got home very late or early, or very late Friday or early Saturday morning. Uh, Saturday, I had enough time to to play with and love on the kids and the family a little bit, do some laundry, repack my suitcase, and huh. Sunday morning at seven a.m. we left for a nine-hour drive down to the Gatlinburg, Tennessee area. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, where we had a, an awesome family vacation. It was actually my in-laws celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary to oh wow uh, in, in july yeah thank you that was july 13th and uh the family at that time uh rented a a get a family getaway and so we stayed up in a a very large resort it's a, our own private house but it uh let's see it slept 24 people seven bathrooms oh. 12 different video games three levels this place was amazing uh, I don't know if it was just an Airbnb or or or, or some timeshare organization, but it was great. We had that for uh, six days. Awesome time spent with um, extended family and you know sisters in laws and brothers in laws and nieces and nephews and of course my my father in law and mother in law and spent some time in Pigeon Forge and uh, Gatlinburg, uh, Dollywood. You know those places I'd never been before. So some awesome awesome family experience as well. And and uh, we got back home. 
this past Saturday about nine at night and yesterday on, on Sunday again, a lot of laundry, yep. <laughs> a lot of house cleaning, a lot of laundry, and, and then back back to the grind again this morning. Uh, so it feels great to be back. Um, but I, I do have to tell you, Tony, I've, I felt totally out of my skin not being in this office uh, for 13, I, 13 consecutive <laughs> business days. That's it, crazy. It, fe- I, it felt you, weird. Yeah, you've never been gone that long. So in the never. 21 years you've been doing this. So, um, nope. Yeah, but Gatlinburg and Pigeon Ford, the Smoky Mountains are beautiful. I've been there. My wife and I have been there a couple of times. That is just a beautiful, fun area to visit. And there's a lot to do, especially if you have kids, young kids. Oh, there's so much to do. There's a lot to do uh, for adults and kids there. Yeah, well, that's what my wife said. She said, actually, she wouldn't mind going back on an adults-only trip. And and, um, it's amazing, the places we've been, Disney, uh, Myrtle Beach, you know, things like that, where that's what we always say when we're there with the kids, is this is awesome with the kids, but, man, we'd love to come back in adults-only because there's so much to do. Yeah. Uh, And you just can't possibly do it all in one trip. No, especially with the kids. So you end up doing mostly kid things if you get the kids with you. Um, so today we're going to talk about where we're at, uh, take a look at the market, do a little uh, yeah. uh, look into what's happening there. So the midterms didn't turn out like people expected. Um, uh, it was a bit different. Uh, you know, nowadays, I think with elections, you never know. It seems like the polls are never right. And uh, the talking heads never get it right anymore. So uh, what are your thoughts on that and how has it affected the market? Yeah, so that's a crazy thing, too, Tony. Obviously, that happened, uh, you know, last week while I was gone. Um, and, and, you know, no matter which side you were you were coming from or looking at for or against, uh, there was a lot of hype, obviously, as there is in every election. But I think these elections now in the last few have just been uh, uber crazy, just almost yeah. too much stuff going on ahead of time. And, um, you know, believe it or not, you know, however the market panned out, whether it was in your personal uh, favor or not, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it is what it is. The markets are what they are. Uh, the, 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 this was, you know, midterms obviously. So not a major presidential election, but there's a lot at stake, I think for both parties. Um, and, you know, we look at what the market has done since the election in just a few days. Um, and, you know, overall, the market is a little bit up uh, since the election. It hiccuped a little bit, slightly up since the election. But again, you know, we got to keep the big picture in mind. The markets are not driven by politics. And it's very important, Tony, that, you know, one of the things that we really rely on, um, you know, is, is how what is the market driven by and how do we manage portfolios for families and what should we look at? What should we take into consideration? And really, at the end of the day, it's, it's really important to keep politics out of the equation as much as you possibly can. Um, you know, the markets are really, <laughs> we look over time and, and markets are driven uh, by fundamentals uh, over politics. And so that's really important that we should allow the market fundamentals that includes like health of the economy, growth of businesses and valuation valuations of underlying companies in the marketplace. Those are really the elements or factors we should be looking at when we think about our money and our portfolios and like the companies we entrust in through TD Ameritrade and Gradient Investments, that's really what they focus on. They truly believe that politics and portfolios don't mix. Uh, We need to focus on the investment plans, customized solutions that are based really on the objectives of your money, your time horizon, and and your risk tolerance, and, and then build a portfolio that's well diversified, very well allocated, 
uh, not based off of, gee, is it going to be Republican or Democrat or Democrat or Republican? You know, at the end of the day, market historically and statistically has shown that it really doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat, Tony. Well, yeah, and a lot of people think, oh, if this president gets elected, what's that going to do to my stock value? Uh, but over the years, uh, stocks uh, have gone up. I mean, they go up and down. But if you look at the curve since stocks started, uh, you know, from when they started to now, it, the stock market has grown and presidents come and go, but the stock market is there. And, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. the stock market doesn't care uh, who's in office, but it does care about uh, the economy. So, and right. uh, and if something unexpected happens, of course you can see bumps in the stock market. Sure you can, yeah. Uh, but regardless of politics, and I know we're going to get into some stats later in the show, our listeners are going to hear this because uh, there's some fascinating statistics regarding elections and what the stock happens to the stock market. Uh, but we've had a volatile year. There's no denying that. 2022 has been uh, not a good one for the stock market or bonds for that matter, or the, uh, you know, other aspects of the economy. Yet we have some businesses showing growth. We have uh, growing, uh, the unemployment numbers have been good. Um, there have been growth with some companies and that's, you know, stocks are supposed to be based on how well the companies that uh, the stocks are in are doing, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. If you look at the volatility this year, Tony, the, like the S&P 500, for example, at time of this recording, um, are the S&P still down about 16%. But when we look at the worst part of the year was mid-June and the S&P was down about 23%. So if we break that up into smaller segments, uh, first part of the year, we're down 23%. The second half of the year, as of recording this show, uh, we are let's call it up 8%. And so I think those are also some of the things we need to take into consideration is break down the short time elements, but I'm going to flip the coin real quick on us, Tony, and say, we can't, we can't let six months or one year or two years really derail a big picture, long-term investment plan. And when I say that is when we're, whether we're 20 years old or 60 years old, our investment plan really needs to be for the next 20 to 40 to 60 years, whatever that might be. And so portfolios should be built for the long term. And we'll, I like to reference it uh, like a football game. Uh, right now, maybe we're, 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 we're in halftime. Okay, it's end of the second quarter. And maybe our team's down 21 points. Uh, so, so we go into the locker room at halftime. Do we throw in the towel? Do we say, this is just time to bail. Let's take all our equipment off. Let's jump on the bus and go home. We, meaning, do we sell? Do we sell our portfolio? Do we bail? Do we just get out of here? Or do we kind of regroup? We look at our, our, our allocation. We look at our diversification. We reassess our goals. We reassess our portfolio positions. Maybe we make some changes at halftime. We reallocate a little. We rediversify a little. And we come out for that second half, Tony, of the football game, and, and we say, no, let's let's buckle down. Let's see what we need to do to hopefully pull a win out of this. And I think we, we have to let the market do that as well. Not only our own money and our own plan do we have to do that with, but we have to let the market do that as well. Yeah. And statistically over time, as you mentioned, the market does go up. Um, yes, it has its hiccups. Uh, yes, it has its downtimes, some of them larger or longer than others. But if we look at a long-term, big-picture, uh, full financial plan over a five, ten-year period or longer, you know, these are just some, I guess I'll call, uh, speed bumps in the road to getting to higher valuations and hopefully more money in our portfolio in the long run. Yeah. 
Yeah, sometimes those speed bumps uh, turn into uh, some valleys, you know, like this year. But oh, yeah. uh, the market in the past has always recovered and set new highs. So uh, we have that to hopefully look forward to. Now, before we go on, I want to take a quick break. And before the break, we're going to give away some copies of your book, Jason. Great. Empower Your Retirement. Plan for the best, but prepare for the worst. And that speaks a lot to what we've been going through this year. And it speaks a lot to the markets and not letting emotions and politics dictate uh, how you, uh, you know, handle your finances. So to get a copy of Empower Your Retirement, it's a great book. It deals with a lot of the things we're going to be talking about on the show today. All you have to do is give us a call at 989-835-7203. That number, once again, is 989 989- Eight three five seven two zero three, and I also for those that might be driving might not remember the number or be able to write it down. Uh, also, our web address I want to make sure they have that, and that is greatlakesinvestmentadvisors.com. I'm going to say that again: greatlakesinvestmentadvisors.com. You just type that into your web browser, go to the website. There's a lot of great information there. You can go to the radio show page and there's a form there, a contact form. Just say, hey, I'm a listener and I want to get a complimentary copy of that book, Empower Your Retirement, Plan for the Best, Prepare for the Worst. And the first 10 people we hear from on the phone or via uh, email or the website, you'll get a copy of that book, Empower Your Retirement. So Jason, I'm going to uh, leave some of the interesting statistics for our next couple of segments. So listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of your Financial Empower Hour right after this. And welcome back to your Financial Empower Hour. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, the man with the plan, Jason Kreiderman. And Jason, we're talking about the midterms. Um, I'm guessing, and our markets, a lot about the markets, and you're going to give us some interesting stats on the markets and what we might expect next year. Uh, And after this uh, pretty big, pretty major election for the midterms, we saw record turnouts in a lot of areas. Uh, A lot lot more younger people voted than have voted Mm -hmm. in a midterm before. Um, And uh, a lot of uh, the female vote, I believe, was up a bit. So uh, what, what did you think of the midterms and how they turned, did it turn out like you expected or not? Well, I think like you, like we mentioned in the first segment, Tony, things were definitely different during this midterm than, than they've been in the past. Yeah. Um, there was a, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of hype going into the election. And I think some aspects came out how, how I anticipated or how a majority thought that they would. And I think there were some surprises out there as well. Yeah. Uh, and I, I believe that, you know, we're going to, we've had that in every election in the last few, obviously they seem bigger, they seem more blown up. They seem more, whether they're true or not, uh, Tony at the end of the day. And I think, you know, internet, internet has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I remember as a kid, we didn't, we didn't have internet. We didn't have all this hype and stuff beforehand no. and after end. And it was, I, I matter of fact, I was talking to my family about this on our way back from our trip um, from, from Tennessee and my kids asking me, so what is the outcome? And, and my wife and I had to tell them, well, we, we know some of it or most of it, but there's really some of it that we don't even know yet. Right. And they said, well, how can that be? And, and so my wife and I were explaining to them like, well, when we were kids, basically by the time you went to bed or midnight, the night of the election, 
we knew exactly what yeah. the results were. Yeah, you we might knew, have to stay up until midnight, or, or in in the may, worst case scenario, one a.m. You'd know you'd know one, pretty much everything. Yeah, and if you didn't make it, boy, by the time you woke up the next morning by eight or nine, you pop on the TV because remember we didn't have the internet and all that mm-hmm. stuff back then. We didn't have Facebook and all this stuff, so you pop on TV and 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 it scrolled across the bottom of the screen, and you knew the results by at least the next morning minimum. And and so my kids, it was funny that the kids bring this up. They said, well. How did you guys have all the technology back then that we have now? Isn't that supposed to make things easier and faster to track all this? It should. And we said it? It, it should. It abs- and it's amazing that you know uh, kids that are, are are nine, twelve, and fifteen have to bring this to our attention. And be like, well, gee, <laughs> right. mom and dad, you guys used Fred Flintstone tablets or just paper chits and everything back then, and everything was a lot quicker and more efficient. But now that we have all this technology and all these computers, why why isn't and, and that's where we had to tell them sometimes technology and, and the internet is, is not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's some of the problems we're running into now, but yeah, so I do think well, it's that like our the, tax code and system. I mean, the, the government has found a way to complicate it, overcomplicate it. And, uh, due to both parties bickering and trying to yeah. get their hands in it, I think they've overcomplicated the election process to the point where, it needs to be completely reformed. It does. Uh, I mean, yep. even the ta- like yeah. you mentioned taxes, and it's always and it's not Republican or Democrat. It's both of them. It's a matter of they're one up in each other, and after years and years, it's that compounding effect, really, Tony. After, well, Republicans did so much, now Democrats have to, and then Republicans have to, and then Democrats, have to, and it's yeah. just after a while, it just becomes so compounded, and so convoluted, and so messy, and so complex. It's like why can't we just simplify this again and start start over? And, and so. Um, I'm with you. I think a lot of things have to just be almost scratch it, redesign, rebuild, start over. Uh, let's get back to simplicity. Uh, you know, what's in the best interest of the country. And so, but you're right. There were a lot of things that came out of this um, election that surprised some people, I think. And, uh, yeah. you know, so we'll see how that pans out over the next yeah, two years. We heard about this big red wave that was supposed to happen, like a tsunami. And it really looked like it was going to happen. And then it, it really, really did. didn't. It kind of petered yep. out. So, uh, that is interesting, and it's interesting to see where the markets head because of that. And I know that after this year, uh, we're, I, I think everybody's, I, I think you can write this year off uh, for uh, markets uh, because we're so close to the new year. But in the new year, we would like to see improvement in that area. I mean, yeah. you know, with both the markets being down, bonds being down, inflation being high. Nah, that's a bad combo platter, is what I like. To yeah, call there's it. a lot of there's a lot of variables out there in the equation, Tony. That you're right are, are bad combos. There's a lot of things not 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 positive right now. However, I want to I want to come back to what you just said. To write this year off, I'm, I'm not so sure we want to do that just yet. Uh, when it comes to equities, uh, I think in the bond markets, fixed income, uh, especially in the bond markets, with uh, you know Fed's raising interest rates as they have and as they've promised to continue to do, I would agree with that. That pretty much, uh, I think our bonds are going to stay where they are. Maybe even go a little more negative yield uh, moving forward here, uh, at least until the Fed's get a better handle on inflation and interest rates calm down and maybe even dial back just a hair. Uh, but I do think, you know, when we look at historically, and again, I'm just going off of um, some studies done by like, for example, out of the New York Times, um, you know, what do they talk about post-election? What happens? And so if we talk about the 12 months following an election, following a midterm election, um, the S&P 500 performance, by the way, Tony, all the way back to 1950, the S&P, the 12 months following a midterm election, has never been negative in performance. 
So what wow. that tells me is historically. Now, keep in mind though, Tony. You know, history doesn't always repeat itself. Right. History doesn't promise past future performance. Per, yeah, past performance, past performance does not promise future results. We does all not know that, guarantee right? future results. Correct. We've, we've heard that but, before, and that of course is true. However, you know, it's also meaningful. You know, it's meaningful, I, I, it and is. it is helpful to be able to. You know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. That's also yeah. another motto. And yep. so if you look at that, uh, wow, the, so the year after an election, uh, after a midterm, yep. after a midterm election has never been a negative year in the, the market. S&P 500 back to 1950. Wow. The S&P 500. And this comes again from a, a, a study, uh, out of New York times that was uh, November 9th of this year. But I found that amazing. It's yeah. the, the, the year, the 12 months. So the 12 months following, um, an election, a midterm election, the S and P's never been negative. Wow! Uh, if we look at the last midterm election of 2018, the S and P was up 11.7. Those following 12 months, actually, the the average from 1950 until the the last midterm election 2018, the S and P averages Tony. And I want you to take a guess at this, Tony. The number blew me away. But what would the what do you think the S and P would average? And I'm sure our listeners out there are thinking about it right now. What do we think the S and P has averaged historically the 12 months after a midterm election. Remember, it's never had a negative year. Right, so it's not a after. negative number, so never it's a positive a number. number. I'm going to guess 6%. That's a good guess. Um, there's only been one, two, there's only been three times historically since 1950 that it's been less than 6%. Wow, so I was <laughs> off. So, <laughs> so what's the average off, return? Uh, 12, just over 12%. So wow. this is crazy. And listeners, what I said right there was the S&P 500, the 12 months after a midterm election since 1950, has averaged 15% growth. Which is really? which is amazing. So that's 15% why I said percent growth? fifteen, just over fifteen percent. Tony, uh, the worst was one point seven. You know, almost two percent was the worst, and the best was over thirty some percent back in nineteen fifty four. But so that the reason I bring that to our attention of our listeners today is because when you said, well, the rest of the year maybe we want to write off, I kind of thought that too, and and a lot of people are thinking that. But if we step back and think, well. Maybe there's still some optimism, some positivity, and we have, sure. you know, we have the holidays coming. We have a lot of spending that's going to happen that's here true. in November and yep. December. Yep. We have what's called the 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 Santa Claus rally in the market. You know, oh, yeah. it, we have families coming together, which we didn't do a lot in 2020 and even 2021 because yep. of the pandemic. And so now we're going to see more traveling. We're going to see more smiling faces and hugs and kisses and spending money and coming together. And I think those things. Like like we mentioned before, the market is dictated more by fundamentals and health of the economy and uh, all these smiling faces and traveling and spending the money. And now that the elections are gone, I, I don't know about you, Tony, but in my personal circle, my family, my friends, ever since the election was done last Tuesday, we're all happier. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it came out the way you oh. wanted to or not, everybody's happier that the our cell phones aren't ringing oh, and the our texts aren't and buzzing. The, spam. the mailbox, I can finally Begging go to the mailbox money. with all stuff falling out the front. I mean, yeah, it's just the signs are going away, whether it's in your favor And what or not. a waste Those of money, make, all the printing oh they do and the money on ads and Yep, wow. It's crazy. So yeah. those are the things, though, Tony, I think we need history is going to have a little bit of a play in it. But all the other positive things that I really think um, I think we need to try to stay optimistic. And, and are we out of the woods yet? No, I don't think so. Um, I do think there's more volatility to come. But I also go back to the, the S&P 500, you know, year to date. 
again, we're, we're up since June. So that's a positive thing. Uh, we got, you know, another four to six weeks left here of the market, uh, yet this year. And so I think there is some positivity and I think the more we can see and find that positive in our personal lives, it will reflect in the valuations in stocks as well. You know, those things just kind of go hand in hand, the health of the economy, the health of the consumer, a lot of that portrays into the health of the market. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you make a great point there. And I know we have a lot more to cover, but we do need to take another quick break here. And it's another opportunity to let people know about this amazing book that you and your father wrote. A lot of great information, a lot of financial tips in here and strategies to get a financial plan in place. It's called Empower Your Retirement. Plan for the best, but prepare for the worst. Be prepared is the message here. And you go over a lot of things in this book uh, that people need to know about Mm -hmm. before they retire and in saving and planning for retirement. So listeners, if you want a copy of this book, uh, just give us a call. That number is 989-835-7203. We're taking another 10 callers, 989-835-7203. Or you can go to the website, greatlakesinvestmentadvisors.com. That's greatlakesinvestmentadvisors.com. Go to the radio page and fill out the contact form and request a book or request a complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation consultation uh, with Jason and his staff there to get a plan in place. And everyone should be working with a financial services professional. Uh, If you're not, pick up the phone. Uh, The consultation is, there's no charge, no obligation for that initial consultation. And to see where you're at, get a copy of the book. That number again is 989-835-7203. And we'll be right back with more of your Financial Empower Hour after this. And welcome back to your Financial Empower Hour. I am your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with Jason Kreiderman. Jason, great discussion today talking about the midterm elections and the aftermath, so to speak. And uh, we're not necessarily talking about all the mudslinging that's been going on on both sides. Thank goodness we're done there. About Georgia and the <laughs> runoff and, oh, it just it likes to hang on. But I it am sure so does. glad that I don't have to suffer those ads. Terrible. Yeah, I think we all are, yeah. Tony. You know, in your we talked about this in the last segment. Our personal, my personal friends, family, whoever it is, it just seems like whether the the entire election or parts of the election turned out in your favor, personal opinion, favor or not, seems to me everybody's a heck of a lot happier right now and getting along a little bit better now that the, the, <laughs> yeah. the political texts and phone calls and yard signs and all that mudslinging. I mean, it's unfortunately that's become such a huge, huge part of our election it process is. is all that negativity. And really, at the end of the day, I don't think it does anybody any good, um, but it sure feels good when it's done, when it's gone. Yeah, it um, yep. for sure. So now we're talking about the markets, and, and boy, that stat was really amazing about how the year after a midterm, since going back clear to 1950, there's never been a negative year. The market's never had a negative year in the 12 months after uh, the midterm in the past. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's the S&P 500. Yeah, yep. that's for the S&P 500, which has kind of become the, you know, that's the Pretty mark. much the major benchmark of our economy. Yeah, that's the benchmark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe for a while in the 80s, people used to talk about the Dow a little more, but really it's been the S&P 500 for a long time, and that's the benchmark. 
that's really the benchmark. Yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. So so looking at that, looking at next year, there are reasons. You've given us a couple of reasons to be optimistic, right? Uh, but again, you also, your your whole theme to the show, your book, your practice is plan for the best, but prepare for the worst. And so we know that there's going to be market volatility in the future as well. Absolutely. Um, but you need to look at your uh, time horizon. We've talked about this before on the show, but that the time horizon plays a big role in this, doesn't it? It really does. You know, there's a lot of other variables that that we need to take into consideration rather than just, you know, other than just, hey, historically, uh, the S&P 500 in the 12 months after a midterm has never performed negative. And historic, back to 1950, that is. And historically, since 1950, the S&P 500 has averaged over 15% in the next 12 months. So those are positive things. Those are things to be very optimistic about. I think things that we need to take into consideration. But you're absolutely right, Tony. There's still a lot of things personally, no matter what's going on in the world around us. We can't control the market. We can't control the interest rates. We can't control what the feds do. We can't control what what happens in the White House or in the Senate or House. There's a lot of things there they're out of our control. But what we can control is how our money is invested, how we, how we allow certain things like market changes, interest rate changes, inflation, tax policy, how we allow those to impact our money. We do have control over that. And and that's a very important part of Tony, as we've talked about time and time and time again on this show, in our book, in all the educational classes we do, is you need a written plan. You need a plan that is, well, our motto, and you mentioned it again, Tony, plan for the best, but prepare for the worst. You can't just have a bunch of investment accounts, some 401ks, some Roth, some life insurance, some annuities. Those are all variables of a plan. You really need to have a written plan that pulls all those variables and elements together. And it's it's designed to say in the best of times, if history repeats itself and the S&P for the next 12 months does perform double digit or better, here's how I'm going to be set up to take advantage and, and reap most of the benefits or as much of the benefits as I can. However, your written plan also needs to be designed to, to prepare for the worst. What if this next 12 months is the first time historically, Tony, since 1950? What if this next 12 months is the first time historically that the S&P does perform negative? And interest rates do continue to go up, which means bonds continue to suffer. What have you done inside of your current portfolio, your current investments, to help protect as much of that negativity and help protect as much of your money from loss as you possibly can? And so that's where we've we've had, I guess, probably the 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 biggest piece of positive feedback over the last 20 years, Tony, from our families is not necessarily when things are going well, because everybody likes to make money when things are going well. Uh, it's when, when the markets or things go south and our families don't suffer or lose as much money, their money's not as exposed to as much loss and risk as some of their family members or friends or neighbors. And so we get a lot of feedback this time right now. We're getting a lot of feedback and referrals right now when they talk to their friends and family their friends and family say, gee, we're down 20%. And our families tell them we're not even down half that much. And so they would say, wait a minute, what are you doing? And so these are the times, Tony, when, when really having a written plan, you plan for the best, but you prepare for the worst. It, this is when a written plan is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and a lot of people think, oh, I got a 401k or an IRA. That's not a plan. Right. That's right. Uh, yep. That's it's not an investment a, account. Not, it's a variable in the equation. That's not a financial plan. That's not a right. 
full retirement plan because it, there are so many different factors. You know, That's with right. COVID, I mean, we had a black swan event. Um, politics, uh, you know, international things like the Ukraine war or gas prices, they can throw a wrench in, into the system. So you need, oh, yeah. you need to be prepared, don't you? Well, that's it. I mean, we want to plan for the best and, you know, statistically we can, we can talk about all these positive things, which I think are awesome to keep in mind and keep on our radar screen, um, to take advantage of and plan for the best. But you're right. We have to be prepared for the worst, all those black swan events. And there could be so much more that has happened. Let's go all the way back since uh, September 11th, you know, back at the terrorist attacks. And there's been a lot of positive and a lot of negative things that have happened since then. And I think those will continue to repeat themselves as far as we'll continue to have positive and negative things happen in our country and across the world that will have an impact on our money. So again, uh, let's just dial it back to what happened last week and, and with this election, because I know what happened two years ago in the presidential election where people were basing what they were doing with their money on, gee, if Trump gets reelected or if Biden gets elected. And I talked to a lot of people after that, that said, wow, that didn't go how as I thought. And I made the wrong decision with my money. Same thing is happening right now with coming into this midterm where people were making uh, financial decisions based on what they thought the outcome of the election was going to be. And, and I can't stress enough, Tony, that myself, my team, uh, our, our third-party wealth manager at Gradient Investments, we all truly believe that politics and portfolios do not mix. Yeah. Uh, we believe you yeah. should have a – it just don't. Simply, they do not mix. Yeah. Historically, in the future, politics and portfolios do not mix. Uh, you should not be making financial decisions based on your or anyone else's political beliefs. Uh, we believe in focusing on investment plans that customize basically the solutions based on your objectives of your money, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, how much you can tolerate, uh, and if you need income. And most investment plans, this is, you know, I'm going to throw something out there. People are going to be like, well, gee, most investment plans outlive our current political trends. Think about that. Yeah. Most of your money that you're going to invest historically has and will, it's going to outlive who's the current president and is the current president Republican or Democrat and who's in the House and set your portfolio and your investment plans are going to go through a lot of different cycles of who's in who's in office and who's in control. Um, so really, your investment plans, you know, your investing should be based on uh, changes in should not be based on changes in tides in Washington. <laughs> right. Uh, you're, you know, we need to go back to the fundamentals, health of the economy, yep. growth of businesses, valuation, valuations of underlying companies in the marketplace. Uh, stick to your portfolio should stick to an investment philosophy. Again, that has more concrete evidence of why the market does what it does, yep. not who's in office or who's not. There you go. Well, I think that's great. Uh, good advice. And we need to take another quick break here. If you want a copy of the book. It's called Empower Your Retirement. Just pick up the phone, give us a call. The next 10 callers get a copy. That's 989-835-7203. 989-835-7203. And we're going to be right back with more of your Financial Empower Hour after this. And welcome back to your Financial Empower Hour. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with Jason Kreiderman and whew, uh, big sigh of relief to be uh, <laughs> over no more election ads, at least for a, a little while, uh, a year and a half, probably. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And hopefully longer. But um, well, yeah, well, you're right. I mean, we know in two years there's yep. a presidential election yep. coming. And so but this does give us, Tony, some time at least to 
<sighs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sigh of relief. <laughs> Sigh of um, relief. Every other text, every other phone call, it's not going to be some political party uh, telling you why you should or shouldn't believe in or vote for somebody. And yeah. and, and and so this, it's going to be, I think it's it, that is a sigh of relief. And as we've talked about before, that's a positive thing on our on our psyche, on our emotions. And I think on our financial decisions we make, we, we all have to be relieved that that stuff is done, at yep. least for a year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and, uh, you know, there's optimism uh, as far as the markets go. Now it is, we are nearing the end of the year and we've talked a bit about this, but regarding the markets, you know, they still are down for the year and, you know, indication is they will go up eventually. Uh, we know this. So now might be the time to, you know, max out your 401ks, or your IRAs before the end of the year, uh, maybe for tax purposes, right? Yeah, well, so let's, you know, there's a couple of things you touched on there or you mentioned, Tony, that I want to touch on, uh, especially here coming towards the end of the show and coming towards the end of the year is end of the year things you want to make sure you do. Number one, maximize out any contributions that you want to make that you can afford to make. Yeah if they have December 31st deadlines, now's the time to do that. Uh, if we think about, gee, you know, a lot of times this year I've talked to people that say, gee, I can't, I got to quit throwing money in the market because I just feel like I'm throwing good money after bad. Every time I make contributions, the market goes down, I lose all that money. Well, let's really think long-term game plan again. Uh, let's think big picture. Uh, and let's think of the very first piece of advice we all received from mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, and uncle, whoever it was that told us to start investing, and they told us buy low, sell high. Yeah. It is an amazing concept, Tony. It makes 100% sense in our intellectual minds. We see it, we understand it. However, it's physically one of the hardest things to do is to think about what we just said buy low. So when things are down and losing money, I'm supposed to buy losers. And then when they go up and they're my winners and I want to keep them, I'm supposed to sell them and get rid of the winners. And at the end of the day, that's really what that means. But there's a lot more complexity behind it is you need to have a plan that says, when are you buying? How much are you buying? Are you dollar cost averaging in over time? When is the right time to sell? What are your purchase signals? What are your, your, uh, your sale signals? You know, so there's, there's a lot more that goes into it, but I would agree with you, Tony. I think right now is a great time, especially when we look at the statistics on where the market has been historically in or not even in a in a midterm election year, where we are right now uh, and coming towards the end of the year. Uh, now might be a great time to put some additional money to work for you. Uh, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I think there's more volatility to come. But just since June, the market's up over six uh, percent or so as of as of uh, recording of this. And if we look historically, what the market has done uh, over the last two years, over the last two years, the market, the S and P five hundred, and this comes off Yahoo Finance, uh, the S and P five hundred is up eleven point five percent. That's 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 almost six percent a year over the last two years, right. taking into consideration the last twelve months which have been horrible. Uh, when we look at <laughs> yeah. the last five years, over the last five years, the S&P 500 is up 55%. That's 11% a year, taking into consideration the last 12 months that have been horrible. So again, long-term, big picture. I think we have to keep that in mind. Otherwise, we may potentially be missing out on a lot of potential wealth over the long run. Yeah, good point. And some great tips and advice there. But we're out of time for today's show. Jason, it flew by today. 
Um, I really it am always happy. does. Tony. Yeah. Time with you always goes fast. And they say, you know, time flies when you're having fun. It does. It does. And thanks for having me on the show, Jason, and uh, for all the great strategy and uh, a great uh, topic today. Listeners, uh, if you want to give us a call and get a copy of that book, it's called Empower Your Retirement. Call 989-835-7203. And that does it for today's episode of Your Financial Empower Hour. Thank you for listening to your Financial Empower Hour. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Carl and Jason Kreiderman at Great Lakes Investment Advisors. Just call 989-835-7203 or visit them online at greatlakesinvestmentadvisors.com. Investment advisory services offered through Great Lakes Investment Advisors, Inc., registered investment advisor with the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services offered through Senior Financial Strategies, Inc., DBA Great Lakes Financial Freedom Group. Great Lakes Investment Advisors, Inc. and Senior Financial Strategies, Inc. are affiliated companies. Carl and Jason Kreiderman and Great Lakes Investment Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.